0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast Holiday Edition. This week marks week four of our Advent podcast. This will be the last one we put out, and it is the angel candle, which represents peace. Of course, the entire Advent experience, which is a video experience, can be found online at my website, which is www.mattkinzera.com. And it should be noted that there is one more to this Advent series, but it's not going to be on a podcast. It's only going to be available on that online experience. So again, it's okay if you haven't signed up until today. You could run through the whole thing and still get it done by Christmas. So this is actually one that's going to be put out on Christmas Eve. And what I share with you on the podcast is just the, the reflection, the guided reflection piece that my wife Susie and I do. Again, this one's going to be focused on the angel candle, which represents peace. Another reminder is the book Bring It Home is available. I think you could maybe, maybe if you ordered it today, you could get it before Christmas. If you want to just order it online through Amazon, you can do that. There's a direct link through my website at mattkinzara.com. If you'd like to order a signed copy, just message me either on Facebook or Instagram or just send me an email at hello at mattkinzara.com and I'll get that out to you right away. But with no further ado... Enjoy week four of our Advent series on the angel candle, which represents peace. As we begin week four of our Advent experience, we're going to start like we have every week, which is with a Bible verse, which is Luke chapter 2, verses 12 through 14.
2: And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased.
1: So, the the common thread with all of the Christmas story, if you look at like all of the main parts of the Christmas story, there's one common thread and that's the angels. Angels. That's the angels. Angels. They show up everywhere. It's amazing. And up to this point, like up to this point in the history of faith, I guess we would call it in the Bible, the angels represent warriors.
2: Yeah, they were constantly in battle. They were large and in charge. One of my favorite verses um came out of like the like the book of Daniel and it said Daniel, man of high esteem, the angel approached Daniel and he said, God has heard your prayer since day one, but we've been battling in the heavens. We've been battling in these realms that you can't see. So we've heard your prayer, but we've had to take care of business. So I, when that's, I think of the angels, I think, gosh, they are battling for us. They are protecting God's, you know, dominion, like all of that. So
1: Yeah, so like this, this image of angels as being these soft, cuddly little creatures is not the biblical image of angels. No. But the amazing thing that happens in the Christmas narrative and the Christmas story is they go from being these warrior beings, all that. And that's literally how we see them all throughout the Old Testament to suddenly being these beings that are bringing a message of peace, that Jesus is being born. So that's why this week when we think about, hey, this is the angel candle. This should be something spectacular. This should be, we talked about, it should be joy. It should be whatever. But it's peace because suddenly the angels went from being warriors to becoming messengers of peace. Do
2: you think they like tiptoed in because they were like, we got to talk about a baby.
1: I pro- and they're like, their swords are clinking with their armor and stuff. They're like, no. So awkward. Oh, my God. Now, Can after. You just
2: imagine that? Like, really, like these huge beings. Like, okay, we got to talk about a baby, so let's, like,
1: and tone it down. That's likely why, in my mind, I'm assuming that's one of the reasons they had to tell everybody, like, don't be afraid, because I'm gathering their these pretty large I
0: know I'm imposing, huge.
1: Yeah. I know I'm pretty jacked up, and I've got, like, this sword and stuff, but it's gonna be fine yeah now if we think about the bible in the very beginning of the bible when we hear the garden of eden we have god being directly connected to humans and the humanity and we really see that up to the time of moses as well you see god and moses you know meeting together at least on some level we see that and from that point forward God is no longer directly connected to humanity. Mm -hmm. He's represented by a number of physical things. There's a time when he's represented by a pillar of cloud. There's a time when he's represented by what was known as the Ark of the Covenant, which is like a thing that they would carry around, like a chest that they would carry around. Later on, they build the temple and then God is not, Right with them, God is in the innermost parts of that temple and people can't go into that space. When a Jewish priest would go, like when the high priest would go into that space, they would actually tie a rope around his his leg because they would assume that he wouldn't live to make it out and nobody could go in if he died while he was in there nobody could go in after him because they weren't allowed to be that close to the presence of god so that Mm. they would literally pull him out i don't know if that ever happened but they would actually do that they would have to walk in there with a rope around their ankle and so it's this this piece with the angels they they represent this intermediate space right so in the beginning god is connecting directly with humanity and then there's this this rift between god and humanity and what kind of fills in that rift are the angels again because they're they're these warrior beings they're fighting for what is good and what is right and in so many ways they because that That gap, we always talk about it. That gap is represented by sin, right? So it's sin that separated us from God at that point. The angels are filling in this gap as warriors, and then ultimately, the angels fill in that gap as the bringers of peace, right? Right. They're bringing peace, and so they're still doing the same job, just suddenly, they get to do it in a different way. I imagine, like that meeting was a pretty exciting one for them. They're like, hey, you're still gonna have the same position. We're just gonna rearrange things a little bit. And now you get to like put down your swords and hang out with a baby, which would be, which would be all right with me.
2: (laughs) What are some ways, Matt, that you experience peace?
1: You know, for me, you know, the, the, the easy answer for a person like me is to say, I experience peace when I'm out in nature or something like that. And that's true. But as I've been thinking about this and thinking about some of our conversations, I know I can get like really worked up in my head about just about anything. And sometimes when that has to do with a relationship, whether that's between us or kids or friends, like I'll make these narratives in my mind and what brings peace, is when you actually have a real honest conversation like if we're having a disagreement hypothetically we would never actually disagree <laughs> if we're in, having a disagreement what i'll do is i'll play things over in my head and i'll play them over and play it over get upset blame whatever and then when we finally have come together tantrum. have my little temper <laughs> tantrum and then when we finally come together and talk through it our presence together then peace. brings peace because it, it brings peace to my mind, because it brings understanding, and it also reminds me that we're connected.
2: That We've way. worked really hard to gain peace in our marriage and in our relationships when we're not always on the same page. I think that's mm-hmm. something that I've been really proud of, um, especially this last year, just navigating conflict and having peace throughout conflict, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Which is a
1: crazy idea, but that is one thing that we've really learned through these last couple of years: yeah. is that conflict isn't doesn't mean that peace is absent. You can actually have peace in the midst of that conflict if it's handled right. Well.
2: And I was even thinking of that, like regarding other relationships or relationships with my kids. One of the most empowering things you can do for yourself to gain peace and perspective in a circumstance or a situation that seems challenging is to just kind of slow down a little bit and take time to sit in the circumstance and ask god for help like i was telling matt i didn't mean for it to sound cheesy when we were talking about this topic but i'm like i find and experience peace when i release and so i'm i've been a person typically that likes to like control environments and my picture windows of like how things will play itself out in my life in my career with our kids and how their lives will look i've created these pictures that have brought me all kinds of challenges and grief because Because it doesn't it doesn't if it doesn't work out which most of the time it doesn't (laughs)
0: like
2: like it's just brought hardship to me and i was i was like this doesn't need to happen and I just need to like rearrange my thought process rearrange my pictures and actually just let God unfold what's going to unfold and so whenever I do have a picture and it doesn't go how I want it to go I'll sit and I'll release it to God and it is so amazing like the peace that transpires in that moment and I'm just like gosh why didn't I do this yesterday right. when I <laughs> was struggling so with this because God, He is so there, He's so present, and He just wants to bring peace to us. Like, He's the Prince of Peace. And there are so many conversations in the Bible that talks about Jesus being the author of peace. and
1: The Prince of <laughs> Peace, which we'll get to in just a little bit.
2: Yeah, like, it's just, so for me, it's just like spending time with God, or maybe just even closing my eyes for a few minutes and taking a few breaths and releasing my kids to him or my marriage to him or my work to him and then it's like oh this is what it feels like to be in paradise you know I can remember that I can remember when we wrote our devotional there was a time when everything felt so chaotic and I just brought it to God and it was almost like I closed my eyes and I was breathing in tropical air and I was like on a beach it felt like I was on a beach and And I was like, what just happened? Like, that is amazing.
0: Yeah,
1: so what's similar about kind of both of our thoughts surrounding peace is when you're not feeling peace, when you're feeling strife, there's like this thing in between, Mm -hmm. right? There's something that's getting in the way of that peace. And then when you come together, whether that's with each other or with God, that's when peace happens. And so Jesus comes to this earth and is called the Prince of Peace. And for so many years, I naturally assumed that meant that, okay, he's anti-violence, which I think he absolutely was, or that he's coming to, to bring people together, which I think he did. But I also think the reason that he's called the Prince of Peace had nothing to do with those things. It actually had to do with him erasing what was in between us and God, ultimately, right? So what brings strife is when there's something in between. There's sin, there's struggle, there's That's strife, good. there's assumptions. And then when we come together or when we come together with God, it, it you know, brings peace. Even so, if we
2: don't think alike.
1: Yep. Like even Absolutely. agreeing
2: to disagree can bring peace if you have the right mindset going in. Yeah. Like I'm not here to be right. I'm here to try to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So we have that you know that disconnect with God. You know throughout the entire Old Testament, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, not because he's bringing in some sort of anti-violence rhetoric. Although again he did, but because he's bringing us together with God, he's closing that gap ultimately.
0: I love which that. is which is
1: ultimately what. Brings peace, so there's no longer this gap between God and humanity because of Jesus. But here's maybe, and I think we're all like we all celebrate that that, and we'll all say "Hallelujah" all day long to to that reality, which is what's rem- represented at Christmas time. The peace that's the peace, the thing that sometimes we're not <laughs> willing to consider. <laughs> See what you did, yeah, yeah, well, the thing that sometimes we're not willing to consider is that that. Jesus solved the problem between God and humanity. He didn't necessarily solve the problem between humanity oh and goodness. ourselves, humanity, humanity <laughs> and humanity, because there's still a lot of sin that is separating us from one another. Mm. And when I say that out loud, when I, was, when I was writing it down for the devotional, and I'm betting when I'm saying it out loud right now, there's people that come to your mind. That's what happened to me. When I was mm-hmm. writing that down, I was like, There's sin between me and other people in this world, and it's causing division between us. And I bet when I say that, you think about people in your life that you've been divided with because of sin. The easy thing to say is it's because of that other person's sin. But we all know that in any conflict, in any division, there's two parts of the story. And I don't think, I mean, there's very rare circumstances where it's where it's a one-sided thing like if there's an abusive relationship or some of those types of things of course that's one person's sin that's causing that divide but in most normal everyday divisions amongst human beings there's two sides and both are somewhat at fault. You can talk to one person and find there's some fault here. You could talk to the other person and find that fault. When we, again, when we have disagreements... Well, there's
2: not conflict if two people aren't involved. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
1: That's right. When we have disagreements, we always realize when it's said and done that, Both of us had something to do with that.
2: I own this. Yeah. Yeah, I own my part in this.
1: And so as we think about maybe people uh, that are in our lives or, you know, the older we are, maybe the more people that we can think of, it's, it's really important that we take to heart this idea of Jesus being the Prince of Peace because for sure we can think about this and think about the birth of Jesus and celebrate that closing of the gap between us and God. But if we really want to do something to honor Jesus and to honor his birth into this world, I don't think we should bring gold frankincense myrrh or a sweet drum solo, even though that's a great idea, you know, drummer boy. Yeah, we shouldn't do that. But the thing that's much more wonderful and beautiful that we can offer to God, that we can offer to Jesus, is to think about that person or those people in our lives that we have sin in our lives that has caused a rift between us and those other people. And what is it that we can do As we're heading into this new year, what can we do to consider closing that gap?
2: Here's a challenge. I work with a college ministry group um, about 20 minutes from where we live, and it was fascinating to me because there was a couple that was coming to that group, college age, and they were starting to embrace their future together and talk about marriage and all of that stuff, which is good. They've been dating, you know, so that's the next step. And the, the couple was sharing how it's been really hard on them because their families are in disagreement because they're not a certain religious denomination anymore. They moved out from a certain denomination. It was a new season in their life and they were learning new things about God. And we've talked about this before. Matt and I have been a part of many different denominations and you learn something beautiful from each of them as a part of your growing process. We both grew up Catholic and then we moved into other places where we'd lead worship. We were at a Baptist church, a non-denominational church, Lutheran,
1: Presbyterian, Presbyterian. Yeah. we've been
2: in all yeah, we've been in I think most that you can be We're just in. checking
1: them off the list as we go. And we
2: life. have talked about how we've learned something from each of those opportunities and it just made my heart so sad because the parents of the sweet couple were just so upset with them because they were trying on a new spiritual faith journey. And I'm thinking to myself, I would be so proud of people in my life if they were trying to get closer to Jesus, Jesus, if they were trying to figure out more about him. It, it's not like you're abandoning what you learned you just maybe outgrew what you learned a little bit so you're trying to get a different perspective and i told this couple i said i'm so sorry that this is happening to you what people should be thinking about is creating you know peace within those gaps where we are different but we're still talking about the same thing you know really at the end of the day the core of it is jesus and what he brought And it just made my heart sad because they were creating all of this division where there didn't need to be division like we're fighting over the wrong things right now like we're it's so crazy to me so i was just encouraging them stay calm stay in your peace because at some point they'll realize and they'll be grateful for where you're at in your journey
1: absolutely so as we bring this to a close this Christmas Eve and we think about the candle of the, the angel's candle representing peace, be thankful for the peace that Jesus has brought to us mm-hmm. and that that gap has been closed between God and humanity. And consider where we as human beings can close the gap between people who maybe used to be in our lives or people who are still in our lives that we're struggling with and what we can do to bring peace by closing that gap with them. Thanks again for listening. A very Merry Christmas to you and yours. If you missed any of the previous podcasts on Advent, just go back and check them out. And if you want a broader experience, again, it's not too late to jump online to get the whole Advent experience, which includes music, a video, guided reflection, and a downloadable devotional with questions for you to work through either by yourself or with your loved ones. As always, you can find me on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram under Matt There's also a Facebook page for Chasing Goodness, but from the bottom of my heart, Please have a very Merry Christmas, safe travels if you're going anywhere. Really looking forward to enjoying some time with my family, some time off. Next week, what I'm going to do with the podcast is I'm going to share with you the podcast from 2022 that was downloaded more than any other podcast this year, so I will send that out, so be looking for that. It was one that got lots of conversations going, and if you missed it the first time, you'll get another chance to listen to it next week and then in january we'll be back in full swing always in january if you've been a listener for a while you know one of the best things about the first podcast in january is there's going to be a new theme song so you'll get to hear all about what's going to be coming up in the coming year we're going to jump back into some interviews i'm just really excited about what is to come Again, have a very Merry Christmas, and until next time, let's continue chasing goodness together.
0: Let La-